Greetings to all of you. It's good to be here with you all this morning. Uh, I bring greetings from Gospel Light. We're uh, glad to be able to be here with you all for a couple days. Um, just visited around a little bit yesterday and hope to do some more today. And that's a blessing. It's an encouragement to be a part of the family of God. Um, I'd encourage that. You don't have to be a missionary to do that. Um, you're certainly welcome up in Wisconsin or other places. So just as many of you probably see us, wonder, you know, are we going back to Africa? We are. We're planning to go back um, next month and uh, got our tickets bought for September 21. So I'm going to invite you to pray for us in that. We're looking forward to opportunities that God has given us. Um, I'd invite you to turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 22. We're not actually going to read this story, but I invite you to follow along um, as I tell this story. This is one of my most favorite stories in the Bible. Um, Catalogs Abraham, the father of the faithful, a prophet walking through the land of Canaan, not having the land himself, but having a promise that he will receive it, building altars, worshiping the Lord. The Hebrews tells us that he staggered not at the promise of God. He believed God's promise to give him children as the stars of the heaven in multitude. He believed God. He walked along in faith Day in and day out, as months turn to years, we see Abraham being faithful. And we don't have a lot of Abraham's life. I mean, Abraham walked with God for years and years, and yet we only have a few chapters of his life, and that's okay. But that brings us... Um, so I believe Abraham, at the start of Genesis 22 would have been walking with God, we don't know exactly, but possibly 45 to 55 years after he left Haran. Um, God had promised him a son, and for 25 years, there was no realization of that son. Um, and he believed God. He kept on walking in faith. And so imagine with me Abraham, 100 years old, holding baby Isaac for the first time. What joy would have coursed through him? This is the realization of the promise of God. This is where all of his hopes came. Certainly there, there may... There may not have been a, a boy that was greater rejoiced in than Isaac. All those long years of waiting and the expectation is fulfilled. Certainly Abraham gave great attention to this son. He trained him with all that he had. He instructed him. He tutored him. He took him along in his worship. Um, we're not told how often Abraham offered sacrifices, but likely often. Isaac was used to observing the, the religion, the faith 
of his father. And so that brings us to Genesis chapter 22. Isaac was likely 20 to 30 years old. I, I think that's kind of a conjecture. We don't really know, but he was likely a young adult, even though he's called a lad in the story. So this brings us to our story, which is one of the most difficult stories in the whole Bible. When you think that Abraham, of what he was asked to do, this was a difficult story. We have many, uh, quite a number of types of Jesus in the Old Testament. But certainly none so clear of God the Father as what Abraham was asked to do in this story. So follow along with me. Abraham, in his communion with God, receives a command like he never imagined could have, could have come to him. God said, take your son, your only son whom you love. And by this, it could have not been mistaken he was meaning Isaac. Um, Abraham, he of course had Ishmael, but God said, take your son, your only son, your only son whom you love, and take him to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on, on a mountain that I will show you there. And Abraham, being a prophet of God, used to obeying God, even when it meant the most ridiculous cost, got up the next morning, and it says he saddled his ass, and he took his servants, and he took Isaac, and he took the wood to do this sacrifice. And I think we can learn something from Abraham's immediate obedience, but let's not suppose that this wasn't hard for Abraham to do. This was excruciatingly hard. This was a heathen practice. He evidently had gotten a clear word from the Lord, but this is not something he could understand. This was the most painful thing that he could imagine to do. Sacrifice Isaac, wherein all the promise of God rested? How is this possible? And so as Abraham gathered his things together, it would be foolish not to think that Abraham was crying. He was weeping as he considered what God had asked him to do in sacrificing his son. I, I would suspect he may not have even told Sarah what he was doing. But he got up, and this was not just, you know, we can read over this in a couple minutes, but the Bible clearly says that he traveled all that day. And they camped that night. And they got up the next day, and they traveled all day. And they evidently camped. And so as Abraham walked, what do you think his thoughts were? I'm sure as he walked along, he grieved. He recalled the vivid command that God had given him. And I don't think he was weak in faith. I think he believed. He contemplated, what is God going to do? Hebrews tells us that he believed that God was even able to raise him from the dead. But I'm sure he was listening to God. I'm sure he wept. I'm sure he contemplated. Tears streamed down the old man's face as he walked along for two full days. On the third day, we're told that Abraham 
saw the place afar off that he was going to. And so he stopped the company and he gave charge of his donkeys to the servants. And he told, he told the servants, Isaac and I are going to this mountain and we're going to return. And so as the two of them went on together, Isaac, he's carrying the, the wood on his back. Abraham is carrying the fire. And the two of them went on together. And as I said, it'd be foolish to consider that Isaac had not gone with his father many times to a sacrifice. He was well, well able in intellectual thought to consider that they didn't really have what it took to make a sacrifice. What went through Isaac's mind as he was traveling along with Abraham? And so he finally voices the unspoken question, Father, We have wood, and we have fire, but where's the sacrifice? Why didn't you take one of those hundreds of sheep of yours? Why didn't we bring a sheep? Here we are in the desert. We're in the land of Moriah. Certainly, you know, we're not going to steal one. This is out in the wilderness. There's no place to get a sheep. Isaac voiced the unspoken question. And so I'd like us to feel Abraham's pain and yet an incredible statement of faith. As Abraham, he said, he didn't really answer all of the questions of Isaac. But this was a faith statement. If there ever was one, he said, God will provide himself a lamb. Did that answer all of Isaac's questions? Certainly not. But Abraham was, or sorry, Isaac was used to seeing his father obey complicitly, completely. Um, used to seeing his father obey when it was difficult. Abraham was learning the cost of obedience. Obedience cost incredibly. And Isaac, he trusted his father. He had watched his father many times. And his father's faith was on display. It's possible that as Abraham responded, his voice choked in emotion. But they reached the mount, Mount Moriah, the place that God had told Abraham of. And... We're not told this exactly, but Abraham must have explained to Isaac what God had told him to do. Certainly, Isaac was probably stronger than his father. And yet we see a real willingness in Isaac to join along with what Abraham was told to do. Abraham knew how to pass his faith on to the next generation. Certainly had the complete trust of his son. And as he built that altar, possibly Isaac helped him. He must have explained to Isaac what he needed to do. He also, I'm sure, reminded Isaac of the promise that God had given him concerning in Isaac 
shall your seed be called. And so Abraham, finishing the altar, he laid the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son. And he laid Isaac on the altar as a lamb to the slaughter. Isaac laid there on the altar. Completely bound at this time, Abraham was now at the pinnacle of the test that God had given him. As he raised his arm with a knife in it, almost too gory to really consider the depths of. But Abraham took a knife and was just about to slay Isaac, his son. And then the story completely changes from one of grief and difficult obedience to joy as an angel from heaven calls out to Abraham, lay not your hand upon your son, for now I know that you will not withhold your son, your only son from me. And we see in the, in the bitterness of obedience, the precious promise of God that he restated to Abraham. I have sworn by myself that I will bless you and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. What a rich reward Abraham received. And one of the reasons why I think this story is so precious Because the Bible does not say this exactly. But I think we can deduct that Abraham understood that what he had just been asked to do was a type of what? Some many years later, God was going to do. On this very same mountain, God took his only begotten son. And sacrificed him there. Innocent. Submissive. Jesus was, gave his life a ransom for all of mankind. And the prophet Abraham, the saintly prophet, full of faith that obeyed God in the bitterness of this situation, was able to understand that God will provide. And we see this because he named the mountain Jehovah-Jireh. What does Jehovah-Jireh mean? It means God will provide. You know, for years, I read over that and wondered, why did did Abraham name that God will provide? I, I thought he should have said God has provided. You know, didn't God just provide a lamb in Isaac's stead? And amen, that's the obvious. But Abraham understood that God will provide. And God did provide. Many years later, Jesus was crucified on this same mountain. A lamb without blemish, sacrificed for the sins of the world. And we see in Abraham the cost. We can readily identify with Abraham's, any of you that are a father, for sure, can readily identify with the the difficulty of Abraham's obedience to God. In the same way, this story from Genesis 22 shows us how much it cost God 
to redeem you and me. How much it pained him to kill his only begotten son for the sins of the world. It was not easy by any means for God to sacrifice Jesus. And what a story Abraham carried through the rest of his life out of the bitterness of obedience in the most difficult circumstance. God showed him that he will sacrifice his only begotten son for the sins of the world. Hopefully you can make application in this story. This story shows us how often we're asked, it shows us that we are often asked to obey God no matter what it costs. And the greater the cost so, so often, the richer the promise. Abraham obeyed and it was counted to him for righteousness. Herein is the inspiration that we also, no matter what, purpose in your heart to obey God, to be obedient to the word of the Lord. Not everything that God promised Abraham was hard, but Abraham had a character of immediate obedience unquestioning obedience, obedience when it was difficult and hard. Where do you find yourself? I pray that this story inspires you that no matter if easy or hard, you are ready to walk with God, to obey God. You know, Abraham, we're told in the New Testament, was the father of the faithful. He was a faith giant of the Old Testament. And we see that in Abraham's life by his obedience. This story is... um, This story shows us his obedience, which was his faith. So please remember that in in the middle of your next trial to obey immediately. Even as difficult as it may be, God has something in store for you. May God bless his word.